You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. FUVFC, November 8th, 2017. I'm John Furlong with you for this one, joined by Luke Fiore, and for the first time, by Brianna, by Brianna Leverty. Brianna, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course. Glad to have you make your debut here on the podcast. We'll just jump right into it. Let's let's talk about, I guess we'll, we'll go over what we're going to talk about today. We're going to start off talking about the exit of both New York MLS teams in the in the playoffs. Not in te- I guess technically not in the first round, because the first round was the knockout round, but in the first full round, double two-legged ties and both New York City F- New both New York City teams exit at that round NYCFC for the second straight year as the two seed they exit. I believe this is the second straight year that both teams both New York teams have lost yeah. in the right. in the semifinal conference round. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, New York Red Bulls we'll talk about them. They lost on away goals to Toronto, but it was a surprise considering how close that tie was. I think a lot of people were surprised about how good of a fight the Red Bulls put up, and then NYCFC coming up just short in their game at home. They come up f- short 4-3 on aggregate, and it was that 4-1 loss in Columbus that really did them in. Then we're going to talk about the Premier League. We're going to talk about, since I'm here, it's not Christian. If it, Christian was here, we'd be talking about <laughs> something completely different. But since I'm here, we're going to talk about Chelsea's win over Man United. Probably one of, if not the biggest games of the season from from a uh, from a win from a win perspective. So for example, Chelsea's win mm-hmm. is as big of a win as any team has had this season in the Premier League. Would you agree with me, Luke? Uh, for Chelsea, yes. Um I'm not sure I would say it's the biggest win of any Premier League, but it is significant because Man U was looking like it looked like them and Man City were going to be the two title contenders throughout this entire season and after Man U uh tied Liverpool a couple weeks ago, it, they sort of, sort of showed that they weren't as great as we thought they were. And then last week they came back, beat Tottenham one nothing in a thrilling game. So there was an illusion that Man United might be back. But after this loss to Chelsea, I seriously think that Tottenham is probably the second best team in the league, and Man U falls below Chelsea to fourth. Right. Um. I think that it was probably the biggest game in the sense that for Chelsea it was do or die for Conte. While for United, it really highlights how they're not as of a good caliber as they really thought that they were at the beginning of the season with their and easy schedule. With, it really highlights the lack of depth because ever since Pogba's gone down, it's just like when Conte went exactly. down, the entire team has just pretty much fallen apart around him. Besides that one no loss without with Spurs not having Harry Kane, hmm. United have put in a t- uh, consecutive pretty poor performances, even when they're winning games against Benfica in the Champions League. Yeah. Benfica's a pretty poor team right now, so they're not really taking the world by storm so to speak and they're not really they're not really lighting it up which is which is unfortunate for Man United fans considering they thought they were going to be really challenging city to the league this year and now they're only one point ahead of Chelsea and there's eight back yeah. of their in-city rivals at this point which might be an insurmountable deficit and it's already it's only November and they're already up eight points and um yeah on, just to put in a note there Pogba is coming back um they say he'll be back for um next week's game against uh who do they play? I'm pretty sure Newcastle. it's Newcastle. Well, that's good. For, well, that's very good for them yeah. considering that they need him back desperately. And it's good news for Chelsea as well because they're a completely different team when Pogba is in the team. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea got got that game out of the way while he was injured, which was huge. And Conte came back, so it was a Conte, N'Golo Conte, not Conte, the manager. Yeah. It's always hard to <laughs> differentiate between those two. But, yeah, we'll move on. We'll talk about the final, pretty much the big thing 
coming up this weekend, and the only f- soccer coming up this weekend is the international break, and we've got the four final qualifying games. We've got eight teams left qualifying, or excuse me, fighting for four World Cup spots. We've got Northern Ireland versus Switzerland, Croatia versus Greece, Denmark versus Ireland, and Sweden versus Italy. Four very interesting matches, in my opinion. A lot, a lot to talk about in those in, in those in those ties or two-legged ties. First ones will be played tomorrow, and then the second legs will be played three days later. All right, let's start off with MLS. Let's talk about this for a second. NYCFC. Second in the league, second in the Eastern Conference, and they get the first round by just like they did last year, and just again, just like they did last year. It's the first, oh, it's the first leg of the semifinals that kills them. They go on the road and absolutely lay an egg. This time it was four-one to Columbus, who are playing really, really well right now. They've rallied behind this whole save the crew initiative because their owner is potentially going to move them to Austin, Texas, which I think would be a disaster. Columbus is one of the better soccer cities in this country, and I think that would be a real shame if they were to leave a founding member of the MLS as well, so that would be yeah. real sad for them to leave. NYCFC, is is this a successful season for them? I mean, they really didn't They really didn't go anywhere. They kind of just treaded water, and we were talking about this coming into the, coming into the playoffs. They only had one win in the final month of the season. They kind of backed into the playoffs with that two-seed. I'm going to say... No, um, I don't think this qualifies as a successful season with, for NYCFC because, yes, they were the two seed, but they really p- played extremely poorly, I would say, um, especially in the first leg. Uh, to go down 4-1 is almost inexcusable. It is inexcusable, even if it's on the road. Yeah, um, and that last goal was just the dagger. Um, Let's face it; it's not. It's pretty easy or easier to score uh, for NYCFC at home with a smaller field. Um, so they could come back from a three-one even to tie it up. Going three-one is definitely doable. I yeah. remember Chelsea sure. four years ago; they were down three-one to PSG in the quarterfinals, and they ended up winning two-nil at home. And that's not two a two-nil home win is mm-hmm. not because you win on away goals at that point. So yeah. that's not. But once you go down four-one, I mean, and that's what they did. They won two-nil, and if it was three-one, they would have gone through on away goals, but the, it's just that three-goal deficit is just a killer. It, it was just too much for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, it's it's really sad because NYCFC was one of those powerhouse teams we saw in the summer, but as you said, they kind of backed into the playoffs. They played really poorly that first leg. Um, the second leg, they kind of picked it up, but nowhere near what they were the performances they were putting up this summer. Just absolutely dominant in getting to that two-seed and... I wouldn't say successful. Whereas the Red Bulls, I think, they came in as the sixth seed. They beat Chicago, who was a really good team. I know. I agree with you. They I were think... depleted in that game against the Red Bulls. but um, And then they came in and fought their butts off in that last leg of the uh, – in the even though they, yeah, they technically they, lost to Toronto, I would say it's a, a successful season. For I the would, Red Bulls. I would definitely say it was a successful successful season for the Red Bulls as well. For NYCFC, it's tough. I think this team. See, I'm going back and forth in my head right now. I think. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you that it's not a successful season. I think they needed to take that next step forward. People forget that they took a huge step forward last year, and it mm-hmm. was kind of a, it was kind of okay. I mean, they played really well in the regular season. They got the two seed, and they fell to a better team. I don't know if Columbus is a better team than them. I think they got a good draw. I know that Columbus is playing really, really well, and they're a hot team right now. And we see that happen in the NFL playoffs where a hot team comes in and runs the table. You want to come up. You don't. They didn't have to face Toronto. They didn't have to face an, a, a, a high caliber team 
in their conference, and they come in, and Columbus Crew, yeah, but there, there's a reason why they're the five seed. I mean, there, there's, they're not the best team. If they would have had to face in Atlanta, everybody yeah. would have said like, okay, yeah. I mean, they, they're, they're, they, 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 they came up against a good team. But coming up against Columbus, I mean, this was their time. This mm-hmm. was a ch- a real chance for them to move on and go somewhere they've never been before in their club's history, and they, and they let it slip. Yeah, it was an extremely embarrassing first leg loss that definitely was not how they wanted it to go. They played awful let in too many goals, and while it would have been a very exciting comeback in the second leg, I wouldn't have wanted to be at that game. I would have I would have thought there was no hope for that. I agree. And while NYCFC may have been the second seed, I agree that there was nothing that stood out to the, stood out to me about them in the latter half of the season. Yeah, Jack Harris had really really slowed down in the second half. He probably is just as much to blame for the NY for NYCFC's second half kind of not necessarily collapse but just slow down as we mentioned, only one win in the final month of the season. Jack Harrison, he he I I've, I've heard from people he just looked absolutely terrible in the second half of the season. That's a shame because he he is one of the stars of this league, not necessarily just mm-hmm. of NYCFC. I mean, Davavia can't play forever. I mean, he really has been carrying this team for the past two years, scored a penalty in that second leg, that first goal in the 16th minute that even gave them some hope in this match. But Jack Harrison, if this team wants to go anywhere next season, Jack Harrison has to improve. Andrea Pirlo, unfortunately, has retired. I know he's, yes. a, he's a fan favorite amongst NYCFC fans and, and soccer fans around the world. He's mm-hmm. such a likable player. But his time was definitely up. I don't think he played at all yeah. in this past... Basically didn't play at all in this past season, just collecting paychecks. And honestly, he deserves it. Even if, if Pirlo just wants to sit on the bench and collect all paychecks, right. you know what? He deserves it at this point. He's done pretty much everything. All right, NYCFC, their season comes to an abrupt and kind of surprising end, I'd say. I, I think mm-hmm. a, a showdown with them in Toronto would have been fantastic, a rematch from last year. I agree. Yankee Stadium would have been rocking, but it wasn't meant to be. They'll be back next season. Patrick Vieira, you think the seat's getting a little bit hot for him? Uh, I would still say no on that. They they were the two seed. Um, if you look, last year they... Over the two legs against Toronto, they got blown out seven nothing. Yeah, um, this year it was close four three. I mean, despite the horrible first leg, they did come back to make it a close uh, match. And as you said, the progress really they weren't a good team up until last year. So they were beca- terrible their first yeah. season. Yeah, they were terrible. There's no other way to put it. They were terrible. I think you've Patrick Vieira definitely deserves a, a solid leash. I think yeah. if this team maybe loses in the knockout round next year, I think maybe you've got to look at yeah, maybe replacing him because that's taking a step backwards. But if this happens, I think if they get a two seed again next year, regardless of even if they don't win a playoff game, I think you still got to give him another year after next definitely. year if they if they do the same thing. You agree, Brianna? Yeah, I completely agree. Like you said, they took a really big step forward last year, and I don't think that that can be forgotten they still got to the semifinal conference champ the semifinals for the conference championship so I think you should stick around so in the other side we've got the Red Bulls and Toronto FC bit of a weird matchup with the whole Josie Altidore Sasha question mm. thing a that whole drama that was yeah. bizarre how they like went at it in the tunnel I think it was yeah. I, I saw a video a very very bizarre but anyway Bradley Wright Phillips got the got it to a tie or excuse me, a draw on aggregate, but they couldn't get that second goal to put them over the top, and Toronto FC goes through on away goals. I'm not surprised, excuse me, I'm not surprised the match went the way it did considering what happened right before halftime with the two, with probably two of the best players on the pitch getting sent off. I think Toronto just realized, okay, let's just set up shop and make sure they don't get two goals. The Red Bulls did get one, but Toronto was able to, to get through. I think Toronto, 
they're the de facto favorite. They're the consensus favorite, especially in the Eastern Conference. Maybe not out west. Maybe they're you, you might look at a at a team out west as 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 the favorite. Although the one seed did lose out west, mm-hmm. so you, I don't know if you can really look at them. I, I would I would go to say is Toronto FC is the MLS Cup favorite, considering they were there last year, unfortunately losing in that MLS Cup. But I think this is Toronto's year, and they've got they're missing Josie Altidore for that first leg, which is a big big problem. Your your thoughts, guys. Well, Giovinco won't be playing either. That is He's true. Suspended that's well. a big, that's a big, big loss, especially not having both of those guys. They're going up against the Columbus Crew, as we mentioned, who are very, very hot right now. That's going to be a real tough battle. I believe the first leg will be in Columbus, considering mm-hmm. they're the lower seed. So yeah, that's th- this is a tough road for Toronto. But anyway, we're in New York. Let's talk about the Red Bulls for a little bit. I, I, this is definitely a more successful season than NYCFC. We talked about this a little bit earlier. I think trading their their captain was a bizarre move before the season. We all kind of came in here and, and yelled about it, how it was a stupid move, trading him to Chicago, and they ended up beating Chicago, which was a cruel twist of fate for, for the fire. But yeah, I think this was a successful season for the Red Bulls, but where do they go from here? I mean, this they played. I think they went about as far as they possibly could with mm-hmm. this core of players. I mean, they had their chances in the past four to five years to really make a run in an MLS Cup, and they, and they failed consistently. I don't, I don't think... I don't know if they're gonna. I don't think they can be better next year. They're not really bringing in anyone good. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. Uh, it's a hard time to be a Red Bulls fan. Looking at the future, you just have to appreciate everything Bradley Wright Phillips has done. But you could tell just the way he's been playing this past year. He's slowed down. He's his heart just doesn't seem to be where it used to be. Um, but you got to applaud him for all the incredible work he's done with the Red Bulls. I don't think his career is going to be over by any stretch of the imagination, but he's just you have to acknowledge there comes a point in every great player's career where they're not the same as they once was and age ultimately hinders them and I think Wright Phillips has shown that that's his age is catching up to him um I think Tyler Adams is a real bright spot uh for the Red Bulls he's only 18 uh I think he's gonna be a star in a couple of years for them uh, but is so, he the type of player who can carry, who can bring the Red Bulls back to the top of the Eastern Conference? I don't know. I don't think he's... Is he better than Jack Harrison? Will he be better than Jack Harrison? Because they're both very, very young. Yeah. Um, that's tough. They, I think they have a, a little bit different styles of play. Um, but he has an opportunity to be better than Jack Harrison. Um, but... I'm going to default to Jack Harrison on this one. Uh, as I see it right now, I think he'll be the better player. But I think it'll be uh, an interesting battle of the Hudson in years to come with those two leading the team. I 100% agree with you. Brianna, your thoughts on the Red Bulls? Right. I feel like the Rebels have really plateaued, and they really did go as far as they possibly could. They were lucky to get a win in even the second leg with those two disallowed goals. It easily could have been Toronto winning that mm-hmm. second leg three to one yeah and it would have been an absolute right. it would have been a, a domination on aggregate exactly. basically no I, I, I agree with you 100 percent. so eastern conference finals toronto versus columbus i think toronto has just enough to get past i know they're going to be missing both giovinco hmm. and out the door for that first leg that's going to be real real tough I, I i think toronto knows this is their time and i just don't think columbus i i think you can only ride that that momentum for so long. And the MLS Cup playoffs does go on for a, a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. You have to play a lot of games. I'll go with Toronto in that in that matchup. Um uh, I don't know. I feel like Toronto is a safe pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 
Okay, at least in the first leg, I'm going to go with Columbus. I think at home, if they come out and score a lot of goals like they did against NYCFC, especially without Giovinco and Altidore, um, and the I mean, without those two, I mean, without Altidore, you saw the way that Toronto played that second half, and it just was sloppy, sloppy football or soccer. Um, I know it was we'll raining. Call it soccer. Yeah, <laughs> I know it was raining. Uh, I know they were home. They knew that they kind of had it sealed, but it was just sloppy. So I think that without Giovinco and Altidore, uh, Columbus can come away with uh, at least, hopefully, two-goal victory, and that might set them up for the series. So I'm going to go with Columbus in a underdog style. I'd have to go with Toronto. I think that with Giovinco and Altidore both missing, that Columbus crew is going to win the first leg. But I think but they that are back for the second leg, correct? Right. Okay. So, But I think that'll set up a very exciting second leg, and mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see who wins, but I do think that Toronto is going to come away with it. All right, there's our picks for the Eastern Conference of the MLS. We'll go over across the pond to England now. We'll talk about the Premier League, and I, I teased this in our opening, opening little rundown of the show. I think this was the biggest win by any team in the Premier League this season just because they had lost 3-0, to Roma midweek. Chelsea had been struggling. I know they 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 beat Bournemouth, but Bournemouth is really struggling this season. I think a lot of people were on Conte. A lot of people were saying, okay, maybe this is this is the same thing happening again that happened in twenty uh that happened in twenty sixteen where they win the league and then fall off dramatically afterwards. And not only I would say this, if it was just a one nil win and it was a pretty even game, it wouldn't be this big of a win. But Chelsea they absolutely dominated Man United. Anybody who watched that game will one hundred percent agree with me. I think Chelsea deserved to win at least two to three nil. I thought one nil was very and Man United had more than enough chances to win the game at the end. I mean Rashford put a free kick that got deflected by the wall. It was a poor foul outside the box, and they had they had more than enough chances to win the game. But you know who went missing again is Lukaku. And that was the big thing that everybody was saying before the season. He's so good at scoring against the small teams. When it comes against the big teams, he really struggles. And I, it's good for Man United because they bought him to score against the small teams because they had the problem doing that last year. Mm-hmm. But you can't if you want to win the league, you can't disappear against yeah. the top six team. No, and I, I was very confused by Mourinho's post-game comments who said that he thought that the game was extremely uh, even. I, I don't know what he what game he was watching. No, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, Man United's had a lot of trouble uh, this season, even doing anything in the first half. Um, they showed that they kind of got it together against Tottenham in the second half, but, I mean, I think Chelsea might have been the breaking point for them. They dominated that entire game. Uh, it's going to be a rough road, but I'm not 100% convinced on Chelsea yet. I feel like Man U is kind of on the downswing and Chelsea is on the upswing, but I would agree I would agree with you if it wasn't if they didn't dominate that game. If it was a 1-0 like a fluky goal in there and in, in, in a fluky late goal that got them to win I'd be like, "Okay, they're not out of the woods yet." But I really think they are, especially with Conte back. That just shows you how impress how important N'Golo Conte is to this team. And I th- I remember listening on the podcast last week, Christian and Rich were discussing, or excuse me, it was Christian and Jackson who were discussing: Is it bad that N'Golo Conte is this important to Chelsea? I don't think so. I mean, look look what mm-hmm. happens if you take Ronaldo off of Real Madrid, if you take exactly. Harry Kane off of Tottenham. That's what soccer is. I mean, there are these players that completely make a team, and N'Golo Conte is that is Chelsea's version of that. I don't see a problem. I mean, yeah, it hurts. It really hurts you when he's injured. But look at Pogba as well. I mean, Pogba's look. It's he's yeah. he's that important to Man United. Yeah, I would agree. But um, 
I, I do think it's a big step for Chelsea, but I'm just not 100% sold on them. I'll, I'll pose you this question. They play what? Liverpool in uh, two uh, weeks. I'm and... aware they play Liverpool. I know you're excited for that one. I it's going to be a, a 4-3 win because both teams are a little suspect <laughs> on defense right there. It's going to be – I'm not going to say – I'm not going to make a prediction for the win just yet, but I'm going right. to say it's like a 4-3 or like a 3-2 win or something like that. It's going like to be that. a couple of goals. It's, there's going to be a, just, a, ju- just a few goals out there. But I'll pose you this question. Brianna, you can go first and then go over to Luke. Mm-hmm. Was if if you disagree with me in saying this was the biggest win for a team this season, what team had a bigger win? What where was there a bigger a bigger win for one team this season? Because I can't think of one. It is early in the season, obviously. There will be one, uh, maybe a bigger win later down the line. But right now, I don't see a bigger win for any team this season. No, I I really do have to agree with you. Conte was coming back, and then manager Conte was also. There was some speculation that this could be his yeah. final game. So that was massive for them. Yeah. I was trying to think of a game that might be bigger. You can't. I, I, I can't. I know. Um, I, that's why I, I don't think I didn't come in here <laughs> already researching going through the games and trying to find a bigger one. You can't. It, this, is, can't. this has been the biggest win so by far. a team so far this season. Yes, absolutely. I think there might be bigger games down the road, though. Definitely. But so far, I would have to defer. If Spurs would have beaten Chelsea in August, I think that would have been a bigger win just because mm. Chelsea has been a real problem team for Spurs, and Spurs, yeah. that would have really announced them as a real, real... I know what, that was like week two of the season, but that would have been a really put them off to such a great start. But obviously, they lost that game 2-1. But if they would have won that game, I think that would have been, uh, that would have been comparable. But right now, I think this was the biggest win of the season for any Premier League team. All right, we'll move on to the World Cup. Believe it or not, that is coming this summer. I'm just still in denial that the U.S. won't be there. It's going to be very, very bizarre. Yeah. I, I don't really know. I don't really know how I'm going to watch it this summer because everything was always anchored around the U.S. games. Like, oh, there's a U.S. game on Friday, but there's also these games coming in between. Right. That's going to be awesome. But mm-hmm. we've got four te- We've got eight teams left uh, trying to qualify. We've got four games. I'll read them off again. Northern Ireland, Switzerland. Croatia, Greece, Denmark, Republic of Ireland, and then Sweden and Italy. Which one of those four intrigues you the most? I'd have to go with Sweden versus Italy. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why? I, I'll, I'll ask you the dumb question. I'll say why. I mean, it's hard to think about Italy not being in the World Cup. And then I'm also very intrigued by if Sweden were to get into the World Cup, what is Ibrahimovic going to do? Is he going to come out of retirement? I know there's been a lot of talk about mm. that. And I would really be interested to see what he does. But Italy has drew with Macedonia and Sweden, I think, showed fairly well against Spain. So I think I would have to go with Sweden winning. But Inter- Interesting. So you've got Italy missing out on the World Cup, right. which would be Buffon. Buffon would be done at that point. He would yeah. be done at the end of the club season because he said he's retiring at the end of the World Cup. Luke, over to you. Uh, I'm going to be boring and pick the same game. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I happen, happen to be Italian, so I have a vesting interest in Ita- in Italy winning. Um, I, I I would say Italy comes out of this as the winner. I agree with everything you said before, but um, I see Italy winning this. I don't think Zlatan will end up coming out of retirement, and I think it'll be a nice way for Buffon to hopefully end his career with at least a World Cup uh, qualification. I'm really looking into this Croatia Greece match. I know Croatia, uh, excuse me, I know Greece is ranked 47th 
in the world right now, but the FIFA rankings are ridiculous, <laughs> so we, I don't really put too much stock into them. I don't know. I think this Croatia team, I mean, they've got a ton of good players. They've got Modric, obviously. They've got Perisic. They've got Mandzukic. They've got great, great players, and they played well in the World Cup last time. Unfortunately, kind of had a meltdown in the second half against against uh, uh, Mexico. That was the main reason why they didn't qualify, but I, this seems to me like a real... It seems like a, a real fun match. Like, most of these teams are really going to come out firing. I think Greece has obviously nothing to lose, and they obviously qualified for the last World Cup, but they there are a lot of mad, mad soccer fans in Greece. Another one that I'm really looking at is Denmark and Republic of Ireland. I think Denmark is a really underrated team. You've got Christensen at center back for them. He's he's a real emerging star. I just know that because he's a, I'm a Chelsea fan, obviously, <laughs> and he played fan. In my opinion, he was one, the man of the match in that game. I... I, I it was a surprising move for Conte to drop David Luiz, but he is so fantastic at the heart of that back three. I think it's going to be hard for David Luiz to get his spot back on the team. And then you've got Eriksen as well for Denmark. And then Republic of Ireland, they seem to always play. They don't really have a star. They seem to play well together. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Denmark in that match. Let's just go ahead and pick all four games. I'm going to go Switzerland, Croatia, Denmark, Italy. And those are the those are the four higher ranking teams. So I'm being a little bit boring there. But Brianna, over okay. to you. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Croatia over Greece uh, with their strong midfield. Uh, Sweden over Italy. Okay. Switzerland over Northern Ireland, but I'd have to go with Ireland over Denmark. Interesting. Listen, I hope Ireland makes it. Gives me one more team to root for, considering I'm Irish. Go ahead, <laughs> Luke. Um, I'm gonna go with Italy over Sweden, as I said. Uh, Denmark, uh, winning their game uh, against Ireland. Um. I'm gonna go with Greece or Croatia. Just I was I was thinking about going with them. I just think I like Croatia Greece. has a little too much firepower, but I, I I would not be surprised if they ended up winning that matchup. And I'm gonna go with Switzerland over Northern Ireland. Yeah, I think Switch. I think Northern Ireland. They they're not the best team. I mean, they played well at the Euros a couple years ago, but I think Switzerland just has a little too much for them. All right, Brianna. Luke, thank you for coming on. Brianna, congratulations on thank your you. debut. Congrats. This is FUVF, FUVFC, and we'll talk to you again next week.